0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. Glad to have you with us this week. We have a very special guest. If you have been in the tourist District of Central Florida, you have seen his name. It's Harris Rosen, the head of Rosen Hotels. This man has made millions of dollars. He's also given away millions of dollars. And we are very excited to show you part one of our interview this week with Harris Rosen. Harris Rosen, thank you so much for joining us here on Florida's Fourth Estate. Uh, you're definitely a guest we have thought about having on for a very long time. So influential in Central Florida, the uh, the largest independent hotel owner in Florida, which is pretty impressive, especially these days with so much consolidation. Uh, Harris, first off, just thank you for being here. We appreciate you. No,
0: thank you for the invitation. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, um, so So let's talk about, I want to talk about all the stuff you do, which is not going to fit. Yeah, it's not going to fit in one podcast. Um, But I do want to start with this whole pandemic, all of this craziness. We had you on our newscast um, when all of this began and it was sort of a heartbreaking time for you. You have all of these folks who work for you and you basically have a business that wasn't able to run when the pandemic started. So can we take you back to that time? Which was probably a low and then we'll work our way up to hopefully getting to more highs. What was it like back then?
0: Oh, awful. Yeah. Very difficult to describe. Um, It's not over yet, but things are getting better. But we've been around for 47 years. And many of our associates have been with us for 20, 30, some for 40 years. And to have to, after a while, um, tell them that we needed to furlough them or terminate them was devastating. I haven't recovered from that. Even though we are now open with all seven of our properties and many of our associates have returned, those early months were devastating. We are, I know this is going to sound a little bit different um, than most, I think, of my colleagues in the business. But I don't view us as a company or corporation. I view us as a family. And these are not my employees. They're my associates. And so it was perhaps a little bit more difficult for me to do what I did than perhaps it would be in the more stereotypical private sector enterprise. Still haven't recovered, even though I'm a little bit older than most of my colleagues. I work seven days a week and um, probably work about 10 hours a day. Um, It's hard to describe, Matt, what we've been through, but slowly but surely, as each month goes by, we're doing a little bit better. Never in my life, except when I purchased my first little motel in 1974 during the oil embargo, and you're too young to remember the oil embargo, and things were very difficult. But since then, never have we experienced what we have experienced recently. Uh, There aren't words to describe it. Never did I believe that I would rejoice when our hotels were occupied at 35%. But I've been doing that over the past several months. Now, I don't want that to last too long, but 35, 40%? On rare occasions, we're hitting 50%. And for us to rejoice with those numbers is something I never, ever, ever imagined would happen.
2: When you talk about it, we can hear, honestly, and I can feel the heaviness mm-hmm. and the weight that you are carrying right now. And I don't say that lightly because it, it is sincere. What, you know, how did you tell your your family, how do you tell your family that something like this is happening and, and we're gonna try and get through it the best we can?
0: Well, of course, everyone knew something horrible was occurring and everyone knew how our properties were being impacted I think they all knew inside that at some point in time, if it continued, and we had no idea how long it would continue, things would change and the hotels would close. Um, and so that was an incredibly horrible time. People would call and ask how things were going and if we were going to continue to operate and. For as long as I could, I said, yes, not to worry. But then, as we moved into the fourth and fifth and sixth month of COVID, it became very, very clear that we could not continue, could not. Now, let me share this with you. What has kept us alive, and knock on wood, we have not had to borrow any money is the fact that we are completely debt-free. Huge. That's very, very, very unusual in today's world. Most businesses have debt. Hotels, of course, have debt. It's normal. But my two granddads who came from Eastern Europe Belarus, Russia, Austria, Hungary, sat down with me when they were in their 70s and I was maybe around 10 years old. With very thick Eastern European accents, they said, Boychik, you have to promise us something. We lost everything during the depression, 1929, because we Borrowed money and we couldn't pay it back. We know that you have something special in your genes and you're going to be a businessman. But promise your two granddads, you will never ever borrow money. At 10 years old. It was <laughs> That's easy. Heavy. That's a heavy burden, well, <laughs> but I didn't really understand borrowing money. And so I said, okay. And I kissed them both and went to bed. This is funny. Mom would always tuck me and my brother in at night. And she tucks me in and she said, why don't you have your pajamas on? Why are you wearing your jeans? And I said, oh, my two, Zadie said I had something special in my jeans. <laughs> okay,
1: I wasn't expecting that. That, that was very good.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's good. And, that was...
0: and she explained to me, or tried to explain, but I didn't really understand what what they meant, that I was going to be a business person, but should not ever have any debt. So about 15 years ago, I maybe a little bit longer. I paid off all of my debt. And not having a mortgage to pay during these incredibly difficult times has been a wonderful advantage for us.
1: I bet. I bet. That's that's very very impressive.
2: That's so So, unusual, too. Now, is that where you get your seven days a week, 10-hour-a-day work ethic? Because because you don't have debt. Is that what the rest of us are going to have to do? And is that what keeps you so Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm a Virgo and I am very detail oriented and we have created more reports during this time. And I look at them seven days a week in the morning They could send it to my home, but I prefer looking at them in the business environment for which they're intended. I call staff on Saturday and Sunday and share my thoughts and feelings with them. I also read the Wall Street Journal six days a week, and I share with them articles that i think they would have an interest in so that takes some time also now sunday there isn't a journal so i don't have to worry about sharing any of the articles but i also call and wish people happy birthday and that's unusual also but as i said we're not the stereotypical company. I I, I don't think anyone in their right mind would do what I do. (laughs) Uh, For me not to have retired 20 years ago, probably a little bit strange. But I don't know what I would do. And um, I can't say I enjoy uh, every day at work, but I do feel as though I'm accomplishing something.
1: Yeah. I, oh. I th- Harris, I think that, well, I've noticed something about you. We uh, One time, I, you wouldn't know this, but uh, this is kind of a strange story. But I was uh, going to an event at the Rose and Shingle Creek. Uh, uh, we go to events there all the time. And I was following this car into the parking lot. And everybody in front of me would look at this car and they would perk up. And then they would shake the guy's hand in the car. They'd get really happy and excited, talk to the guy for a minute. We'd move to the next parking person. They'd they'd perk up real excited. They'd shake his hand, get all excited. And then this guy drove to the very front where there wasn't a parking spot. They had something, they had it like, like leveled off for him. And I was like, who is this man in this car that everybody seems to love here and uh, is so taken care of. Of course, Harris Rosen gets (laughs) out of his car and I'm like, that makes perfect sense. But, But as we were thinking about doing this podcast, I was thinking about you because you seem to be a guy who genuinely knows the people who work for you. So I can't imagine having to carry the weight of having to tell these people that, you know, I think it's easier for the bigger guys who don't really know everybody and greet everybody and call them and tell them happy birthday. You really felt that weight, I think, more than most CEOs.
0: I I can't speak for them, but I can tell you that it's been awful. Um, Yes, we are different, as I as I said, we are a family. And I know that sounds a little bit awkward, you know, but we are. And um, I've been doing this for a long time. And so I have a very close relationship with all of our associates. Um, And yes, um, when I come to visit one of our properties, uh, people do come and say hello and a lot of hugs. and, And I try to visit Each of our properties on a regular basis. Um, And we have what we call site visits when there are individuals who want to book a meeting at one of our hotels and they want to take a look at the property. Uh, They do it as a site visit and I'm there for most of them. And the response from those that are doing the site is. Who, who is he? <laughs> He's the owner. What? The, 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 the owner is here to greet us? Sure, why not? If I have the time, I do it. And it separates us, I suspect, from many of the others in, in the industry. I mean, I, I, I don't know if all of the other large... Hotel companies have ownership. Uh, shareholders generally own a majority of, of the company, but I don't have shareholders. Uh, I have distributed on occasion to some of our associates a, a small ownership percentage, so they can also feel the pride of uh, owning a smidgen of of the company yeah, it's a it's different it is different yeah
2: but it's that difference that also sets you apart mr rosen because honestly you're not going to walk into another place in in this town and you know find the owner who's there to greet you with a warm smile or even a hug and i i would imagine you know as a person who I I appreciate your honesty saying that every day is not enjoyable because that's not humanly possible. Like when people say, oh, my gosh, I go to work every day and I can't think of anything better I'd rather do. But, you know, there are tough days. And I know you just you're coming out of those tough times. Thank goodness. But what would you say to other people? And there are people who are watching you and who hope to craft something and model themselves after you, which I I think they—I'm sure they broke the mold. You took those genes are are long gone and they belong (laughs) to you. What are you? What is your advice to people who are coming up now and they've never been through anything like this before, and now it's like they're coming through, and so would it make a difference for them? to maybe take more ownership, to maybe be more human with the people who work with them and not just consider them workers, but consider them family.
0: I don't want to give them too much advice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> you
0: just have to feel comfortable doing it. And and, and and listen, I work for some very, very large organizations. I did do very well with them, but I did work for them.
2: Disney being one of them?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Listen, this is interesting that you say that. My daughter, who is absolutely amazing, Shana Ray Rosen, said to me well, about a year ago, Daddy, you need to write a book. I said, really? She said, yes, really. Your life story is fascinating from where you started to where you are today. And so we began six months ago. We still have about six months to go. And I was just on the phone with a wife of a very dear friend of mine from Disney, asking if on Sunday, Shane and I can talk to him and ask some questions about my time at Disney because my memory is not what it once was. And I'm not really sure why I was hired in the first place, what my position was. I know I spent some time in California that was flown here to Florida. Um, and, and so I don't really remember why I was fired. I know that sounds odd. I do remember how awful I felt, and not really understanding why. And so we're going to (laughs) ask. You're going to find out. Yes. Yes. Later. I'm a little bit afraid to ask the question. I mean, did I do something incredibly stupid? (laughs) I don't. too good. You are too good. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know. But that's going to be part of the book. Very interesting. <laughs> and on, on, on Sunday at 1.30, we're going to be calling this gentleman and asking him some questions. So,
1: <laughs> Well, I look forward to reading that book. That should be <laughs> an interesting awesome. one. Join us next week for part two of our interview with Harris Rosen as he details something that makes him very emotional and the things that make him very happy in life these days. Join us next week.